Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to discuss the astrological energies from October 5th until October 12th, as we have a lot of energies over this next week, including the Aries full moon, Pluto stationing direct, we'll have Mercury re-entering Libra, and we are also moving into the energies of the ongoing air grand trines. So we'll be talking about all of these energy signatures and more in today's show, as this is a podcast that looks at the astrological energies and how they connect to our consciousness, our spirituality, our ongoing growth, and how we can powerfully work with these energies as we progress along. Before diving into all this, though, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to each of you who left a kind note or message regarding the energies of the hurricane moving through Florida last week. It was a big energy system and it clearly caused a lot of destruction in the southwest portions of the state. And my heart goes out to all of you in those communities, neighborhoods, and areas who experience the very worst of this hurricane and how it demolished homes and lives and created so much chaos as well as now creating very big problems and issues. So thank you to those of you who were concerned about me. I am grateful that it wasn't worse in my area. The hurricane did pass directly over us and we experienced the eye of the hurricane. I'll share a little bit more about that at the end of the show for those who are interested, but mostly I want to focus the energy and light on those who are assisting with recovery because it's going to be a very long process. Rebuilding takes years and this is actually a demonstration of plutonic energy that comes through and destroys something so that it can be rebuilt. It can be recreated in a new energy, but of course that takes a lot of time. So I hope those of you who went through the hurricane experience directly, I hope you are safe. I hope you are supported. I also hope you are feeling the very best of the human spirit at this time. They have said that this hurricane is second behind Hurricane Katrina that, of course, tore through Louisiana. And they're saying it has done so much damage that it's going to take a while for us to regain a sense of normalcy, at least for those who went through the shock and trauma of it. It was a very big energy vortex, which is what hurricanes are. And they clear out, as we know, and destroy. And then we have the opportunity to make powerful new choices to continue on and to also dig deeper into ourselves for that strength and fortitude. So just wanting to send blessings to those who are moving through that phase of the recovery right now. And this also includes those in Cuba and Puerto Rico and South Carolina and everywhere that this energy vortex moved through. These weather events are very strong earth energies, obviously. And just to segue into what is happening this week, we do have Mercury in Virgo trining Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 26 degrees right before Pluto stations direct at 26 degrees of Capricorn on October 8th. And so this is the last time that Pluto will be at 26 degrees of Capricorn. And as Pluto stations direct, the energy is more powerful. And Pluto is about transformation, truth, what we're meant to see and understand, what we're meant to get to the heart of, especially within our psyche, within our shadow self, within the parts of our lives that no longer serve us. And so Pluto in Capricorn is actually supporting us collectively and getting in alignment with our life purpose. And that is one of the focuses of Capricorn energy, where you're in alignment with what you're here to master and experience in this lifetime. And anything that is not a part of that energy has to go. It is being removed from your experience, from your life, from your world. 
So since 2008, 2009, this Pluto in Capricorn energy has been redirecting us, so to speak, onto our truer path and showing us more of how we can show up in the world with a sense of power and strength in our capabilities and what we're here to do and offer. So as Pluto stations direct, the energy of Pluto is stronger and can open up more understandings within yourself, a deeper knowledge of what you're meant to do, of how you're meant to show up in this lifetime, and also clarity around your own truth, as that is one of the main missions of Pluto's energy, is to connect you with a truth, even if it's very uncomfortable at first, even if it brings up things that you're afraid of. Pluto wants you to look at those fears. Pluto wants you to face them head on and to know that you are stronger than those fears. You're bigger than those fears, even when those fears are quite overwhelming and emotional at times. Pluto helps us dig in deep to look at what may be controlling us unconsciously and how to reclaim our power. So that is one of the main energy signatures over this next week is reclaiming a new truth, really understanding more of what you've been deeply transforming that could be quite personal, only you know about this energy. Pluto has been retrograde since April 29th, and you may recall that was also during the Taurus eclipse. And Pluto stationed retrograde at 28 degrees, 35 minutes of Capricorn and is now stationing direct again at 26 degrees, 58 minutes of Capricorn. So there could have been some big realizations because when Pluto stationed retrograde, it was during an eclipse energy period that made things even bigger, stronger and more pronounced. And at this time, we also have Mercury in Virgo trining Pluto in Capricorn for the third time. And this is where Mercury in Virgo has been very pensive and focused and concentrating on the specifics, trying to figure something out, especially during that retrograde phase. Now the connection to Pluto brings in something powerful, a powerful revelation or illumination, something that you're meant to understand and grasp in a powerful way. This Mercury is feeling that surge of energy from Pluto and it could provide you with some clear next steps, plans, ideas, things that you can count on because in the earth signs, this is tangible, practical energies, practical next steps, how to solve something, how to make it clearer for yourself so that you know what to do especially if something was delayed or confusing or was not coming together during Mercury retrograde. This could be a week where you're like, I've got it. This is what it is. This is what I need to do. So it is certainly important to look at the energy signature of Pluto this week as it stations direct on October 8th and to look at what parts of your life have been deeply affected and shifted because of Pluto moving in this part of your world. Now, also during this time period, we're going to have the Aries full moon, and that's occurring on October 9th at 16 degrees of Aries. And I have a video for you on YouTube going through the visuals of this chart and looking at the energy of it all. And in fact, it's quite a dynamic turning point Aries full moon as that Aries energy is working directly with Chiron retrograde at 14 degrees, which means there's something you've already been made aware of. You're healing from it. You've been through a process, perhaps even feeling like you've made progress on something that was hurtful or vulnerable or just brought up your insecurities. Now this Aries full moon shines a light 
on that process, but it provides turning points. It provides a new source of energy coming in and coming through. And it's also beautifully supported by a grand trine from the air signs, which is creating a kite, a kite configuration with the liftoff point being that moon conjunct Chiron in Aries. So there is a new start that is opening up for you in a personal way. And the Aries areas of your life, which are about your self-identity, your courage, your independence, your desire to do your own thing and be your own person in the world. And the connection to Chiron means that there's something here that could provide understanding around what you've been healing and working through, as well as the energy of detachment, to not take it too personally, to not be too wrapped up in your own experience that you forget to look up or look around and understand perhaps other things that are going on that want to support you as well. So the Aries full moon reveals more of your own energy at this time, how you're feeling about yourself, perhaps something that you're ready to do new or different, maybe even something that you're ready to look at in yourself that you didn't see before. So overall, it's a very supportive, of Aries full moon. And as I mentioned, there is a grand trine here that is occurring in the air signs. Now, a grand trine is a fancy way of saying a triangle, but obviously grand trine sounds a lot sexier. And it means that all three astrological air signs are in conversation. So we have Mars and Gemini, the Sun and Venus in Libra, and Saturn in Aquarius. And the energies are building over this next week and through the middle of October as the Sun and Venus move through Libra and get to 18 degrees and then carry on and will make another direct connection to Mars and Gemini. So it's an air grand trine that is in motion, which I think makes it even more effective because it means the energies are moving, they're flowing, there's things that are guiding you forward and you could have a new understanding of what that is. This is also where you could be experiencing new downloads in how to perceive your own journey but in a different way. Maybe some new information, a new perspective comes in and you're like, oh wow, I didn't see it in that way. I didn't think of it in that manner. So this is something to be aware of because the air grand trine activates more of our thoughts, our ideas, our communications. And because this is also a social energy, it could be that you have new understandings through your interactions with others. They say something and you're like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear or you hear something in a conversation or you read something somewhere and something just clicks for you. So stay open to those messages coming in, especially over the next few weeks, because it could provide you with an understanding of what has been happening in your world. And again, it can help detach you from anything that has felt too personal, too emotional, even too sensitive. You could just have a sense of relief, like, oh, wow, this is a much better way to view this, or oh, yes, this feels good to talk about this, to move the energy, to get it out. So stay open to what is coming through for you, and again, how you can move the energy forward for yourself by allowing those new thoughts, ideas, or understanding understandings to show up and come through and perhaps even provide a missing piece or detail that really makes things clearer for you. Now, the other part of an air grand trine is that it is a closed circuit of energy, meaning this is also where you could feel heavily focused in your own thought process. You could have your own ideas that you're moving through, sorting through, figuring out because that grand trine, again, it's a triangle and it's closed. The energy just keeps moving between all three points. But during the Aries full moon, the moon and Chiron provide the kite configuration, which is the liftoff 
And also it's the fire sign energy of motion. So there's something here where what you've been sitting with, thinking through, again, all that air sign energy is going to have something that puts it into motion, that lifts off and you take action on those new ideas. You take action on the communication or the projects or whatever is happening in your world. So I feel like there's going to be something that really gets moving with the Aries full moon that could be quite interesting or exciting or stimulating. Now, part of this energy signature is that we're also going to see the sun in Libra and Venus in Libra each oppose Chiron retrograde in Aries at 14 degrees. And this opposition only happens once a year. The sun will oppose Chiron on October 7th, so before the Aries full moon, and Venus will oppose Chiron October 10th, so after the full moon. And it's important because of how it adds into the energy signature here, where the opposition to Chiron retrograde in Aries from the planets in Libra is showing you where you don't have to do it alone. And are you afraid to ask for help? Have you been afraid to reach out or open up or share if you're having a hard time or let someone know a vulnerability? Or basically, it wants to expand us out of that Chiron wounding energy. So if you've had some type of sensitive trigger or reacting or responding from a wound or something coming up for you, the opposition from the planets in Libra are saying you can ask others for support. You can reach out and get their input or talk it through with them. You don't have to be alone. And so there can be a dance there, like that back and forth of, should I reach out? Should I open up? Should I expose myself? Because that Chiron in Aries can feel so raw, and yet it's retrograde, so it's something that you've been working through. So know that the energies in Libra want to offer assistance. They don't want you to be alone through the hardest stuff, but it's also at a higher level revealing to us the relationships we've created in our lives and throughout our lives with people who really see us, respect us, support us. And so as we journey through Libra season, there could be some revelations here around those connections. There could also be some things that come up where you're like, yeah, I need more good people in my life or I need more people on my wavelength or who get this spiritual path or who understand energetics. You know, there could be things that are coming to your awareness at this time around not only the relationships that are healthy, strong, and pure, but also where you want to perhaps develop or foster stronger connections with others that are valuable for you going forward. Because one of the ways that we benefit throughout our lives, especially as social creatures, is to have those relationships in place that are meaningful, that are honest, that are trustworthy, and to have those people we turn to and go to when we need them. And of course, vice versa, where you're also there for people when they are looking for support or they need to talk something out or they need help or assistance. So that's part of our human journey is to have these types of people in our lives that we can turn to and to know that we don't have to do it all alone. We can trust others with what we're experiencing, with our problems, with our fears, with everything going on. And that's what makes us feel supported in our lives and helps us to continually develop those quality connections. And something that's coming through right now is that when you're on a spiritual path or when you've been through some big awakenings, chances are you move through a lot of people exiting your life. 
they are gone. They no longer connect with you. They no longer align with you. This can be friendships and family members. These can be people you've known for years and soon they're looking at you differently or they think you're weird or they don't get you. And it's because the energy is no longer connecting. There's no longer that energetic alignment. And so as we move on a spiritual path and we go through these big awakenings, people tend to fall away and leave and there can be this emptiness, right? There can be a sense of, well, who am I supposed to connect to? Who will I find friendship with? Who will be a good partner for me or a good companion? And this is one of the hardest parts of the spiritual awakening is that we go through so much loss. We go through so many endings and completions and it can be very difficult. It can also wear out our hearts at times and it can make us feel even more alone. Well, this is a time period that we're moving through where the more that you can set your intentions for the types of quality people you want in your life, chances are those people are doing the exact same thing as well and they're looking for you. They're looking for those connections, those friendships, those new developments in relationships as well. So this could be a wonderful time to simply detach, be very objective, know that it's not personal, that in fact we go through very similar waves of life experiences on the spiritual awakening path, but that means there's new people to meet and connect with. There are more people who do match you energetically. However, you have to do something about it oftentimes. You have to go out or meet people. You have to interact, right? You have to be in a place where those same interests can come alive. You have to put yourself in the correct environments for you so that you can have those openings and new exchanges. And this is different for everyone. So of course I'm being general here because it does depend on your own energy. And so one of the visuals that I'm getting in around this has to do with looking at your aura and looking at your seven chakras and intuitively or energetically tapping in to which chakra is the most powerful or strongest for you when meeting people and interacting with others. Now, we think of Aries as your own personal energy, your own personal energy field. And then the opposite sign of Libra is how you're interacting with other people's auras, other people's energy systems. So this could just be something to witness in yourself when you go out into the world. And you might notice that you have different chakras that are more empowered or come alive in different places. For example, in a workplace, you might feel that part of your solar plexus chakra really expands and that's the energy you connect to with others. You might then find in a more casual environment that it's your throat chakra that opens up. And perhaps even with family members or close friends, there's another part of your chakra system that opens up and interacts more strongly. So this could be something to witness in yourself, to look at how your energy system is interacting with others, because it could be something that you have new insights around, especially during Libra season. And it can also help to look in hindsight at how you have met people in your life or, you know, how you met your best friend and what you felt came alive within you or how you interact with your sister or your brother or a family member. You know, just to witness your own energy coming alive through these one-on-one -on -one interactions. And that's Libra, by the way. Libra is more one-on-one -on -one connections and what amplifies for you in terms of how your energy connects to another. Now, joining the Libra party this week is Mercury re-entering Libra on October 10th. And this is where Mercury is still in his shadow. And he moves into Libra. And this is a sign that Mercury does well in, as Mercury is strong in the air signs. And this is where we are also gaining clarity in what we want to say or share because that Mercury in Libra is 
about engaging with others. It's even the simple everyday conversations, you know, where you go to the bank, you go to the library, you talk to a teacher at school, and it's just about gathering information, hearing another person's story, understanding what's happening in their world or what's going on in their life. Mercury in Libra wants these exchanges, wants to have good quality conversations, wants to ask questions and basically hear about different opinions, different experiences. Now, Mercury is still in his shadow, as I said, until he gets to eight degrees of Libra, which is where he's stationed retrograde back on September 9th and 10th. So you could be returning or revisiting certain topics, things that were not resolved or figured out, things that maybe you needed time to sit with and get to more around what you really want and need or what you've been thinking. So this is where you could return to those interactions or conversations and have some new openings around misunderstandings, things where you are on a different page with someone. I mean, this can be great as well for negotiations, anything that was stalled out, perhaps something at work where you need to collaborate or work with somebody and it's like, okay, let's get back on the same page here, figure out our plan of action and get things going. So it is a very interactive social energy, but it's also objective and not emotionally charged. And that's important as well with the energy of this next week is that now that we have three planets in Libra, Saturn in Aquarius and Mars in Gemini, this is very cerebral energy. And it means that we can have conversations that don't bring in all the emotional baggage. It's sort of like when you have a disagreement with somebody or a fight or there's frustration and patience and everything gets turned up to 11, the planets in Libra say, we're going to wait until you're turned back down to a five When both people are out of five, then we'll come back to the table, talk about this, share our experiences, share what we need, what we're thinking, then we'll be able to resolve it. So there's something too where it could be easier to manage or moderate some emotional reactions or responses with all this air sign that's happening. And it can help with having more clear thinking, understanding objectively, okay, this was my experience. Okay, that was your experience. All right, got it. Now let's get on the same page. See how this can be a very harmonious energy if that's the intention. And this can also be a time of acceptance where there's just this acceptance of, okay, that's your experience. All right, this is my experience. We're having very different experiences and it is what it is. And there doesn't have to be comparison which is something that can come up during Libra season where there can be this unconscious comparison to others. And that would be something to look at, especially if you have strong planets in Libra or Scorpio. And to look at, is that really serving you or is it affecting your own self-value? Is it simply diminishing you? Is it messages from the ego? Is it something that you've been experiencing throughout your life where people will compare in order to feel better about themselves, right? So this is where we can assess how am I looking at my own energy and my own life And am I comparing it to others? Because there is no comparison. There's no way there could truly be a comparison, especially at the higher levels. So this could be something to manage in yourself and to be very honest about if this is a pattern or habit for you. So Mercury re-enters Libra and then has an opposition from Jupiter retrograde in Aries at one degree on October 12th. And this is where that Jupiter and Aries wants to go big and do all the things. Let's do all the things, go all the places. And it can be very lively, inspiring energy. And then that Mercury in Libra feels that influence and it can be overly excited. This is an exaggerated energy where you think, oh, I can get all this done in one day. And then you exhaust yourself or things come up and it just really isn't plausible. So October 12th is a day to manage expectations, also to be aware of conversations or things that are in motion, 
to make sure that one person isn't acting from a more self-interested place than another, which can be part of the underbelly of Jupiter in Aries, where there can be an unconscious pattern of people saying, I'm going to do what's best for me without realizing how it affects others or how it comes across. So we always want to look at the management of energies whenever there is an opposition to Jupiter because Jupiter will exaggerate it and make it really, really big. And in Aries, it might be something that you realize only serves one person or it doesn't really consider what other people need or what other people want. Now, I mentioned how the Aries full moon on October 9th is a kite configuration with the liftoff of something beginning, maybe just feeling energetically free, maybe just feeling like you've been through something and now it's a new day and it's a turning point. Well, then a few days later, that sun in Libra makes an exact trine to Saturn retrograde in Aquarius at 18 degrees. This is on October 11th. The sun trining Saturn is stability, commitment, clarity, a yes, something that you want to do, something that is important and is further reaching because of Saturn in Aquarius taking us into what we're going to be building and developing going forward. Saturn in Aquarius is also connecting you to your own deeper knowingness as well as your future self and what is possible for you in this lifetime. So as the sun trines Saturn in Aquarius, you could have something open up, especially within your own energy, that just gives you a sense of strength, a yes, a sense of this is what matters to me for the long term. This could be a good time as well to make agreements with others, to join something that's already in motion. Uh, The Aquarius energy is often about community and acquaintances, networks, groups. But Saturn in Aquarius asks you to be more discerning. And Saturn in Aquarius is also the energy that's been clearing out people who don't align with you. So just as I mentioned previously about the spiritual awakening process shows us the people that are not meant to journey forward with us, we also have this Saturn in Aquarius giving us a good hard reality check around what do you have in common with these people? It's that kind of energy. It's like, do you really have things that you enjoy doing together? And if yes, they stay. And if no, they go. Now, the other thing that's important to remember when we're talking about relationships and energetic alignment is that when you're not comfortable around somebody, they're also probably not comfortable around you because they also sense the energy no longer connecting or fitting. And so it's this very interesting dance where you have two energies that aren't in alignment anymore And then what do you do about it? Or do you talk about it? Do you bring it up? And that can be something that you look at on a case-by-case basis in your life, in your world. Uh, The air sign energy certainly supports good communication, honest communication, but adding in kindness as well, which is the Venus in Libra contribution, where it's saying what you need to say to somebody, but you don't have to say everything, right? You don't have to put it all out there. That withholding or just remaining aware of how information lands or how someone's going to receive it is a very important way of moving through relationship dynamics, whatever those might be in your world. I mean, this could even be something, again, at work with a coworker where you have plans one night and you could sense or feel that they want to be invited, but you're like, oh, I don't think they should really come. So then you would look at, well, how do you stay true to yourself and your own experiences, but without hurting another or without making them feel bad for not being invited or included. And so these are part of the dynamics that we navigate in Libra season, where again, we're honoring what is important for us, 
but we're also aware of what is on the other side, meaning what somebody would be feeling or sensing. So Libra has a savviness to it and also the ability to say what needs to be said, but again, to not overshare, to not create discord, especially unconsciously or unintentionally. So this is where you might have some new things that you're saying or expressing to people in your life about what you're doing or what matters to you, but you're aware of how they're going to receive it. And I mean, just think about astrology, right? Not everybody gets astrology. Not everybody likes it. Not everybody cares. So how do you talk about astrology with people who aren't into it? Well, I always give people an out because I'm not going to talk about astrology if they're not into it. I'm thinking there's other things we can talk about. It's a huge world full of endless topics. We don't have to talk about astrology if it's going to make somebody else uncomfortable or if it's not their jam. So there's a consideration here that we can consciously work with that can also help respect other people's energies while respecting your own. Now, the final main transit to be aware of this week is that, first of all, Mars in Gemini is moving very slowly this month as Mars will be stationing retrograde at the end of October at 25 degrees of Gemini. And so as Mars moves through this month, he is moving through a square to Neptune in Pisces at 23 and 22 degrees. And this square actually lasts for about a month because of how slowly Mars is moving and they're only going to be three degrees apart until the beginning of December. So because Mars is going to be going retrograde, Mars is going to still be in a square with Neptune and Pisces at 23 and 22 degrees for the rest of October and all of November. Again, only three degrees apart. So we're going to be working through parts of our ego, parts of what we want, parts of our plans that Neptune and Pisces is removing. And this is a strong energy that can feel like an ego loss. It can feel like something you're struggling to say since Mars is in Gemini, struggling to do. This is a very important time to be aware of your health, your body, your energy level. Maybe you need more rest. You need more sleep. Maybe you feel like you just can't plow ahead or get as much done because Mars is losing energy, like losing steam. It could feel like a hot air balloon deflating. And that square from Neptune in Pisces is the bigger energy influence. And we feel it more personally working with Mars, which is a personal planet. So I feel like this is going to be a big ongoing energy where we have to temper ourselves, look at what we're desiring, where we're taking action. And you could almost have a sense of yes or no. Because both Gemini and Pisces are signs of duality. And so you could have a clear, yes, I want this, or no, I don't want that anymore. I'm not interested. I'm not into it. It's not for me. I don't have the energy for it. I feel like this is where we're really going to be trusting the energy of our body, our body consciousness, where we're rising up and saying, yeah, I can do this. I can take care of this. Or where you just throw up your hands, you surrender, you say, sorry, I don't think I can complete this. Keep in mind, there can be disappointment with this energy. There could be people not following through. Uh, that could be you. You could be halfway through something and then realize I've got nothing else to give. I'm not able to do much more here. There's a sense of changing your mind. Uh, but with that Neptune in Pisces, there's also confusion. The square from Neptune in Pisces brings up, I don't know. Well, you don't know mentally, but you know intuitively. And I feel like that's the best way to work with this energy where Mars in Gemini is the body and the mind and how they work together. And then here you have Neptune in Pisces, which is your intuition, your spiritual energy. 
The universe is directing you somewhere. The universe is saying, go here, not there. The universe is providing you with some big energies that we're not meant to ignore, even if the ego or the mind wants to override them. Because this energy influence lasts, For nearly two months, there's something the universe is bringing into your awareness that your intuition is feeling and sensing. And that's why it can feel like an ego loss because you could be kind of like a child, like, I want this. I want it my way. This is what it has to be. And the universe is a much bigger influence and there's a much bigger picture here that that Mars and Gemini isn't always in tune with. So keep in mind that very strong energies are coming through from the universe around which direction to go. And I'm seeing it as if you're at a fork in the road or if you're looking or weighing between choices and options. Because again, these are the signs of duality where you have possibilities and options. If you choose the egoic path or the mental path, it might work for a minute and then it probably will be shut down because the universe is going to redirect you to the path of higher consciousness, to the spiritual path where you're applying what you've learned spiritually. You're working with the energies and it's meant to be something that we feel and trust. So this energy could also feel exhausting, frustrating, overwhelming, but only to the ego or the mind or the body. It's part of a bigger reprogramming, again, of universal forces coming in to make sure that you're on the right path. So it may be necessary to go easy on yourself where you're experiencing this transiting Mars in Gemini as well as transiting Neptune in Pisces. The two houses in your chart where they're interacting is where Neptune's going to win. So not to give you a spoiler, but I'm going to give you the spoiler that this is where Neptune and Pisces is actually going to be removing things from your life that don't serve you long term and that Mars and Gemini could be hustling or scrambling to figure out the next steps. But this is where your spiritual self, your God self is directing you and has the answers and they're coming through your intuition in what to trust. And so it is a big week of energies and I feel like that's part of October is that we're moving through some bigger cycles here and a lot more that does want us to move ahead in the best and highest ways, which means we're also learning what we're complete with and what needs to go. Now on that note, I am excited to tell you that I now have available the 2023 Soul Growth Astrology Program. All the main astrology of next year because 2023 has the biggest astrology since 2020. That's right. I said what I said. It's the biggest astrology next year since 2020. And so we look at the energy signatures that are changing and shifting as Saturn enters Pisces. Pluto enters Aquarius. Huge deal. Big, big energy change there. Jupiter moves in to Taurus. We have a Venus retrograde in Leo working with the nodes of fate three times, three times. And we have four Mercury retrogrades and four eclipses in four different astrology signs. So if you feel like I just overwhelmed you with all this information, uh, that's how big 2023 is. And so this is a program for you to look at what is happening in your chart, where the eclipse energies are, where the Mercury retrogrades are, where Venus retrograde is. All these things is what we go through and it's designed for you to get a heads up on the year ahead, the themes, the changes, the cycles, everything going on in your chart. So please note that it's important to already understand beginner level astrology so that you can work with these transiting energies. It's important to know the basics of astrology. Otherwise, this could be too much, but many of you already have the basics down and it can help you with your next steps in learning astrology and more importantly, learning more about your own chart. 
So I have a link below. You can get the full program. It's eight videos that you can watch on demand and come back to throughout the year. It's on sale for 33 bucks with coupon code HELLO2023. And I hope it really supports you in understanding how our lives are changing, how we are evolving next year, and then how it's showing up for you more personally. I also wanna give you a heads up that there will not be a podcast on Monday because I'm traveling, but there will be a podcast on Friday. On Friday, I'm going to release a podcast about Jupiter re-entering Pisces, the significance of it, because it is an ascension point transition. It's really clearing out even more, but also truly owning your wisdom, truly owning what you've accumulated and come to understand about yourself. So that will be released on Friday. This weekend, we are having our Awakening Astrology Retreat. It is sold out again. I'm so excited to connect with you in California. And for those of you who want to join the next one, we will be offering another retreat in Sedona in early March 2023. So that will open up a little bit later, but just to give you a heads up and for planning purposes, we will be in Sedona the first weekend in March 2023 for our next astrology retreat. And if you're still considering coming to the event in Scottsdale, there is a coupon code you can use. This event is happening the end of October and it features many prominent spiritual thinkers, authors, and is designed to help you get more on your path. So Celebrate Your Life is happening in Scottsdale October 28th through the 30th. Check out the coupon code below if you'd like to join us as I will be teaching two in-person astrology workshops. And I'm excited that I can be in the classroom setting with you and be able to assist you in your own chart. So I hope you can make it. It's gonna be amazing and certainly supports these themes I touched on around connecting with people that have similar interests and passions, making those new friendships, those new connections at this time. And then just to end things, as I mentioned, I talk a little bit about the hurricane energies that came through. Again, I'm very grateful that it wasn't a destructive event for where I live, but my heart goes out to all those who went through the very worst of it because it takes years to rebuild. And there's a lot that you don't see that happens after these events. Like for example, there are pirates and looters who come through to rob houses. There are people experiencing homelessness. They lost their vehicles. They've lost everything. And so it's a very overwhelming experience. I have friends on that side of the state and it's been beyond anything they've experienced before. I know that some communities were totally wiped out like precious Sanibel Island, Captiva Island, uh, demolished and they have to rebuild the bridge to those islands. But in the meantime, there's a lot that needs to be repaired. It's very slow going. I'm sure some of you even know more about this than me. If you have people who live there, there was over a thousand people. They had to evacuate from Sanibel Island after the fact. And now they're saying that there's a lot more gators and snakes and creatures on the island. I mean, this is part of Florida life. In fact, all the flooding, all the places the water goes is then where the gators go, is then where the snakes and the critters go. So it's one more element to Florida life that is very intense. Uh, the hurricane traveled across the state and by the time it reached where I live, it had been downgraded to either a category one or a tropical storm. I can't remember exactly. All I know is that the winds last for hours. So the hurricane comes through and the winds keep going for hours, three hours, four hours, six hours. I mean, it's nonstop intense. So it came across where I live. It was a very, very loud night. Uh, you hear things crashing and snapping and falling and you have no idea what's going on because it's in the dark. And so it's a lot of energy to be experiencing. And then by the morning is when the eye of the hurricane passed over my area. And it was such a contrast because everything is just still. 
The trees stop moving. Everything is just quiet. And it feels bizarre after the intensity of the winds and everything moving through. But it's also important to note that round two is coming. So the eye of the hurricane where it was calm lasted for almost two hours or so where I live. I went outside and checked everything and was very grateful that the damage wasn't worse. Uh, but then round two starts with the second side of the hurricane coming through and then the outer bands of the winds coming through. And that was very intense. And again, you don't know how long that will last. I mean, that also lasted for a number of hours. So it's this onslaught of weather, an onslaught coming through of the rain and the wind and everything. And it's a lot that you're just waiting out. You're just waiting for it to pass by. And yes, my awesome brand new garage door held up very well because it's on the east side of the house. And when you're looking at the radar or you're looking at how they discuss the hurricane on TV or wherever you're watching it, you can see that it's the east side of the storm that has the most power. And it's important to look at how the hurricane circulates because then that's how it will hit or make contact with things. So it's often the east side of the house that gets the onslaught. I am no weather expert, by the way, so I could have some of this wrong. I just know what it is for where I live. Uh, but it's important to note that as you watch it spinning, you can see where the most intense energy is. And so I was certainly holding the intention for this strong vortex of energy to remove what needed to be removed, at least from this energy on the planet, that it could be doing something good, even if it isn't that experience in the moment, that there could be benefits. I mean, this is the kind of thing where when you work with the consciousness of energy, it can help. It can make a difference, even if we don't see it right away. So the highest and best way to look at these systems can be that they remove debris, energetic debris, energetic stagnation, that they are clearing, cleansing, purging a particular part of the earth, a particular part of the landscape. And it's a very intense experience. As I said, it's very plutonic. There's also the influence of Neptune here, where you have the flooding and the storm surge. And perhaps you've even seen some of the videos on YouTube that shows how fast that storm surge rushes in, how high the water goes really quickly. And this is where you hear people's stories of being caught off guard and how they have to climb up to the attic or go to the top level of where they live because of that storm surge. Everybody has stories after these events. And I've heard many, many stories uh, that are both crazy and heroic. And it's also beautiful to see how the human spirit comes alive, how the best in us can be awakened. I also notice it through the lens of the divine masculine energies and divine feminine energies being strengthened and how people want to help and support and protect and provide. So we can also view these energies as showing us more of who we are, where we're at, right now on the planet where our consciousness is at and how we're able to move through these literal huge storms of life. So again, thank you to those of you who reached out and who offered your kind words of care and support. I'm very grateful and my energy thoughts and support goes out to those who are now in recovery, who are now moving through the rebuilding and also the trauma and shock of these huge developments and what they do to us at multiple levels of our being. So I realize this was a longer podcast. Thanks for listening if you're still here. I will be back again with a new episode for you on Friday, October 7th. And then I'll be back with a Wednesday show next week. So thank you so much for joining me. You can find out more about my latest programs and courses over at mollymccord.online. And please check out my YouTube channel where you will find the Aries full moon plus more in the playlists in learning about your astrology chart. Wishing you a beautiful Aries full moon as we move through this week, and I look forward to connecting with you again very soon.